Drive Time 91.3 Always on the cutting edge Voice of the Cape Drive Time, welcome back. 0829-913-913 is the WhatsApp line. For the first time in its history, Israel is faced with trying to bring together an extremist right-wing party, an anti-Arab party and an Islamic party to form a coalition government, if it's possible. After the elections, it's the responsibility of the Israeli president to choose a leader of the party with the best chance of forming a coalition government. So the question right now is, what next is for Benjamin Netanyahu? Because at the moment, it looks like the coalition numbers are against him. Online is well-known Palestinian journalist, author, media activist, lecturer, and so many other things. Former Ferris Professor at Princeton University, Professor Dawood Kutab. Professor Kutab, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. What do you make of the, the latest round of Israeli elections? Um, coalition politics yet again. Yes, uh, again, as you said, the fourth election in two years has not really produced any clear winner or loser. But, um, you know, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu is, uh, has pulled the, hat, the rabbit out of a hat many times. This time, I think he has a really difficult problem. And I think the uh, group against him has a bit small, better chance of forming a government. And um, he, he has a corruption trial that will begin very soon. On the same day that the president is going to be choosing who's going to create or uh, assemble the next the coalition government, that same day uh, his case will be heard in the Israeli courts. Uh, so I think he has a difficult uh, situation. He has, uh, in the past, bribed and, uh, you know, given all kinds of gifts to people to join his his uh, party or his coalition. It doesn't look like he has that now, especially because, as you said in your opening, there are two opposite uh, parties, uh, a racist, uh, far-right-wing, Nazi-like uh, party, and uh, the Islamist uh, party, both uh, saying they will not be in the same government together. And so, uh, unless he can get all of them in, as well as another party called Yamina, which doesn't like Netanyahu, but is willing to to be with him as long as the Arabs are not in it. So um, he has a problem. He he cannot create 61 coalition seats to have a slight majority in the government. And uh, the opposition also has the problem. So it's almost like a deadlock. Yeah, I mean, the numbers that I've seen, Netanyahu has got 52 seats in his block. Uh, Yesh Atid, led by Yer Lapid, has got 57 seats. As you say, nobody's got a majority. Yeah, no, well, the, uh, if the uh, Islamist party joins uh, uh, the Yer Lapid, they would have 61. Uh-huh. And uh, the problem is, uh, will the others agree uh, to have uh, an Arab uh, party uh, supporting the coalition? Now, it's possible to have a, a, a minority government. You can have a, a government in which uh, a party supports it, or at least agrees not to vote it out of confidence. Uh, 
So that's a possibility also, that they will not be in the government, but they will uh, make commitments not to vote against it. Now, in return, the government has to make certain uh, promises, let's say improving the quality of life for our Palestinians in Israel or changing laws or, or you know, other uh, things that they can offer to them. Am I correct if I assume that um, Arab Israelis, if I can use that term, have won 10 seats in the Knesset? Am I correct if I assume that? That's true. That is correct. And obviously the Islamic party you're talking about is not the joint list led by Ayman Odi, but no. Ram, led by no, Mansour uh, no. Abbas. That's true. That's correct. And they have four seats. It's, it's, it's quite It's quite a... Uh, a Knesset of contradictions, isn't it? Um, four seats. Absolutely. You um, know, the uh, the Islamic uh, uh, movement said, I mean, the head of them said that he is willing to join either a right-wing or a center-left-wing uh, coalition as long as they adhere to the demands of Palestinian citizens of Israel. And they're demanding that the government uh, take a much stronger position against internal violence. We have a lot of uh, criminal violence going on in Arab villages and towns in Israel, and that is uh, killing a lot of young people uh, through basically, you know, crime, small crime. And so that's a big uh, issue that is uh, shaking up uh, Palestinian society in Israel. Uh, and they have other demands, uh, most likely to uh, have better economic distribution or more fair distribution of the annual budget, which normally goes to Jewish-led communities, not to Arab communities. I mean, the numbers are really low if you look at it. Um, if you look at uh, historical elections, not these last four ones, um, Likud only 30 seats, and uh, the next uh, party, uh, Yer Lapid, with 17 seats, and after that, it goes down to nine is the biggest number. So it really is... I suppose in English, a real hodgepodge of parties. I think 14 parties got seats. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, uh, traditionally in Israel, there was the, the Likud and Labour. They were the two big parties. Now, uh, as you said, there are so many parties, and there are many reasons for that. I mean, uh, I think uh, the... Media and social media has given you know people opportunities to create their own list, their own parties, and uh, you know if you can get into the Knesset as a guaranteed party, why would you join somebody else's party? That's the idea. Um, so, uh, and the government tried to respond, or the country, by raising the minimum to 3.25 percent. And yet that has not really stopped the uh, the uh, division of smaller parties. And, and they usually create coalitions, and uh, uh, they somehow find ways to work together. But it's, as you said, it's a hodgepodge. No, it really is. And, um, you know, if I look at the figures, not many parties uh, increased their votes. So one, two, three, four, five parties increased their votes and not by hugely significant amounts, it seems. That's true. That's true. I mean, there are new parties that were created. Saar, the New Hope, uh, used to be in the Likud. He split away. Uh, Gantz had uh, many, met 33 seats before. Now he only had seven or eight. Uh, the small Labour Party and Merit Center parties actually increased their size. They were one of the few 
you know, somewhat uh, bright spots uh, from a progressive point of view. Uh, but uh, you're right that uh, you really cannot see much political change. And uh, the big problem is that uh, the only issue in these last three elections has not been any political issue. It has been a one-man issue of whether the government, the country, should continue to be run by a person who has been uh, who's been um, charged with four uh, corruption crimes and who's standing court. I mean, the law in Israel says if you are a minister and you are charged, you have to resign. The law, unfortunately, doesn't say if you're prime minister, <laughs> you have to <laughs> right. resign. So uh, Netanyahu has been able to hide behind that. His latest uh, trick, actually, is he wants to run for the president of, of Israel, and the presidency, he thinks that it can also shield him from legal uh, price. But uh, the presidency is elected by secret votes, and most people don't think that he would do well if there was a secret vote for, for in the parliament. So anyway, it, it doesn't look very good uh, for him, but... Uh, as we said, he's uh, pulled the rabbit out before, and we don't know if he'll do it again. Uh, his, uh, his only way to stay out of jail is to stay minister, and so he is willing to sell everything, to give up anything just to stay in power, and I don't think that's how you run a government. No, absolutely. In South Africa, we know well about that kind of syndrome, believe you me. But I think also what is significant is that the, the, the voting poll was something like 67.4%, which is high and which uh, agrees with your views that, um, that uh, Ben Netanyahu is certainly a very big issue, at least amongst Israeli voters. Yeah, it is high, uh, but it's actually lower than the last three elections. Uh, the Israeli public actually was voting even at higher percentages, and there is a, a slight uh, uh, downturn of people just being apathetic and not uh, happy with what's happening. Let's look forward. Um, if uh, Benjamin okay. Netanyahu is not prime minister, where does this political landscape go from here? It doesn't look bright with all the right-wing elements. Uh, you're right. I mean, it is. It is. Uh, it will be strange. But um, if uh, the anti-Netanyahu uh, group is in power, it will include the uh, ten Arab members of uh, both the Joint List and Ram. But it will also include the left-wing uh, movement, a party in the Labour Party. Uh, so there will be pressure. To, to at least uh, moderate the Israeli position in the occupied territories in negotiations. Now, uh, whether whoever is in power will have enough um, political energy and uh, uh, ability to make difficult decisions regarding the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, I doubt it. Uh, but uh, at least we can have a, a, at least a suspension or slowdown in the uh, the criminality that's going on in the occupied territory, the uh, war crimes, the settlement expansion, and the encouragement to radical uh, elements that are totally uh, racist and, and opposed to Palestinian existence. I mean, extremism is a big problem, isn't it? Um, I see that one of the parties calls itself 
religious Zionist. Is this a right-wing religious party, or is that just a name for a political it's entity? Not only a right to, it's not only a right-wing party, it's a religious party that uh, in the past, uh, they actually um, like a guy called Kahana, who was an anti-Arab leader, and uh, the the leader of, of one of the factions in this party has a picture of uh, uh, an Israeli soldier who massacred 29 Palestinian worshippers in Hebron. And so they're really anti-Arab uh, in, a, in a vocal way. And uh, the U.S. The Jewish groups in the past have totally disenfranchised themselves with this group, and the Israeli uh, courts in the past have uh, uh, prevented people like them to run. But again, this is a deterioration of both the legislative branch and the judicial branch that they're allowing such racist parties to run in elections. How has the election of a new United States president played into all of this? Everybody always talks about the close relationships between Israel and the U.S. We've got Joe Biden in power. Um, A lot of people don't expect too much of a change, but um, a lot less sympathetic to people like Benjamin Netanyahu, perhaps, than, than Trump. Um, yeah, and it, uh, Biden doesn't like Netanyahu. He's made publicly clear, even though he said that uh, you know, if there was no Israel or Zionism, he would be supporting it. But specifically about Netanyahu, he doesn't like him, and he's been been bitten a few many times from the lies and the uh, uh, conniving ways of of Netanyahu. So uh, yeah, he doesn't like him. Uh, but, you know, I mean, one knows that Israeli-U.S. relations is more than just a personal issue, but the personal does play a role. Uh, you know, Biden was part of the Biden-Obama government that Netanyahu tried to uh, embarrass by uh, speaking in parliament, in the Congress against the Iran deal and so on. So there is a lot of um, uh, pent-up anger <laughs> against Netanyahu in Washington in the Biden administration. But uh, nevertheless, I think if he is in power, uh, he will have a hard time explaining uh, why he uh, agreed to make a coalition with the the ultra-racist party that uh, we were just talking about. And so he has his own problems also if he makes such a a radical uh, coalition with with this uh, uh, Zionist, religious Zionist group that, that you mentioned. I think a uh, final question, the safest thing to say here is that um, perhaps interesting times lie ahead. There will be interesting summer. <laughs> and uh, as you know, on May 22nd, we're scheduled to have Palestinian actions. And we're not sure uh, what's going to happen there, whether it's actually going to go on. And then whether there will be presidential elections. Um, Marwan Barghouti, who is very liked in many parts of the world, as well as by Palestinians, is trying to run for president. And we're not sure whether uh, that is going to take place or not. so we will have, uh, you know, I'll be talking to you radio station probably again in the summer. Indeed. Professor Dawood Kutab, well-known Palestinian journalist, media activist and everything else. Thank you for joining us. All our friends in South Africa. Thank you. Drive time on 91.3. Always on the cutting edge.